0: Link, start. SENPHY SENPHY Catchy till I die. All these lollies call me. Rubbing on her die, she stay wet for her. Saudi so Kawaii, it would die for her. Riding, watching, tie all the time with. What up, weaves, and welcome into another riveting edition of the Anime Senpai Podcast. <laughs> Humble yourself, fans, because for some reason I am not in my normal location yet again. I am on the road. The world traveling senpai is yet again escapading around the great world of the US of A, gallivanting into a plethora of different things, going around and continuing the great expo and exparse of the constant growth of his anime sleeve, and always questioning reality and life, and making time to say, I hope you're doing well. So take all of my love, my positivity, and all of my greatness, because no matter where life takes you, no matter what opportunity or whatever aspect you are suffering from, the gray clouds will dissipate, and you will find a brighter and more sensual day <laughs> i'm so glad to have everybody here thank you so much for making some time and constantly enjoying the brand of anime senpai to always furthering our endeavors of anime the greatest of anime hot takery and abundant of all else good old-fashioned entertainment at its purest form of just having fun so now you must be asking yourself alex it sounds a little bit different. This one was not live recorded, so something different must be happening. And as I am a world traveling man and constantly growing the brand of Anime Senpai, there's something I've also been doing and promoting that a lot of people are aware of. Yes, I have been developing an anime sleeve, all anime tattooery, building the greatness of anime to wear it on my sleeve in no color. I think I'm colorful enough. But there is a man that I've met along the way that I think is not only the most talented person I've met in person, not only the man who is single-handedly responsible for the entire outside piece of my sleeve, two pieces in total now, and every time I see this man, he is utterly mutilating my body. It's none other than- <laughs> <laughs> and then Lajah Baatete himself. Lija, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, thank you. It's always a pleasure to have you here. And always a good time, good conversation, good energy. Thank you. Of
0: course. Also, I wish I could say the same, but my <laughs> arm always hurts when I see you.
1: But it's a good time. Yeah, it's fun. It's, it's a fun kind of hurt.
0: It's awesome. I'm loving life.
1: <laughs> Beauty is pain. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's actually true.
0: Because if you think about it, they always say the best things in life are earned. And I've had this belief, so this is like... I have to ask you right off the fly. Do you think or do you ever look down on people who use numbing creams?
1: No. Really? Not really. Like, if you enjoy the experience more using numbing creams, I guess go for it. But um, they can have a handful of drawbacks that make the process a lot dif- more difficult for the artist. Like, an can affect the skin and the way the skin um, receives the ink. Um, oh. So, your, your tattoo might not heal as well. It might take longer the artist... You might just have to work your skin more, which means you're going to go through more pain and such. I don't like that. And um, I've even seen like certain scenarios where it causes the heal, like the tattoo to heal super murky. Numbing cream is kind of a double-edged sword, even for the client. Like, Oof. yeah, you might feel less, but it could really mess up your tattoo and have you like the process take even longer. Oof. Um, even then it doesn't work super great all the time. Yeah. Um, especially because um, all like... Uh, numbing cream merchandise that you can even purchase is a lot lower of a dosage, right? Um, just because there's some laws passed. Actually, a uh, uh, crazy story: these two girls, like when One numbing cream, oh. <laughs> no,
0: <So>, how <laughs> we dirty we
1: can't when uh, when numbing cream was uh, used to be a bit more accessible and higher dosages for like the the consumer. These girls who are preparing to get a tattoo covered their entire outer legs in numbing cream and then wrapped it in saran wrap, which a lot of people do in order to prepare for their tattoo. It's pretty common. Um, But normally you'd do it for like, you know, you'd have, you'd put on a little bit of numbing cream, wrap saran wrap, and have it prepped about an hour before your tattoo because it takes about an hour for your body to absorb the numbing agents. Um, But these girls did it for way too long. They did it like a day in advance and they had a shit ton on.
0: Can I say that? You can absolutely cuss. Why the fuck not? I wanted to make sure. <laughs> okay. Your face was priceless. Went, oh, can I do that?
1: <laughs> yes, you may. Um, and they fucking died. You're shitting me. They had so much lidocaine on their bodies because they soaked their whole leg in that shit and then wrapped it that they died. Their hearts stopped.
0: You're lying. And
1: so after that. A whole bunch of laws passed that changed, made massive changes to the way that consumers can purchase um, numbing agents and things that have lidocaine without a prescription from like a doctor or such. Wow! Um, so now it's way reduced. I didn't
0: think we get that dark. That's a great way to start the show. Numbing
1: cream, man. Wow! Fuck it.
0: <laughs> well, if you don't know, I would say
1: if it's your first tattoo, absolutely no, just for the sake of like enjoying. Like, I mean. Yes, it's pain, but like it's oh, part it's of the like, it's part of like the journey and the process. Like I would recommend to everybody to at least get one tattoo without numbing cream.
0: Well, I don't, know if, I don't know if you know this, Elijah. I'm now Bane. I have experienced pain. <laughs> I've witnessed the darkness. I was born in darkness. My body is now suppressed to the physical attributes of pain. Just call me Bane. <laughs> if nobody knows this because you already went on a soliloquy of dropping me something i would have never known otherwise mm-hmm. Lijah is a tattoo artist he is one of the best ones i've ever met a good honest soul and a fat anime head Absolutely. he loves anime love it the first time for. i met you dude we literally rifted for three hours on anime just
1: talked about anime
0: it was amazing it was fantastic I wouldn't trade anything for that moment. Absolutely not. We literally sat in this room <laughs> we're sitting in now. Shoutouts to Vatican Studios in the great city of Irvine, by the way, in California. Where, by the way, a lot of Irvine people, they walk a little too rich for me because I had some extra time to kill before I met up with you because yeah, yeah. you were gallivanting the world of Irvine. You're like, oh, I know here we say 12, but it's really 1230. We are always thirty <laughs> minutes late. We have so much time to spend. And so you're like, go find lunch. So I was like, well, I'm not hungry. So I went to the spectrum and I'm walking around the spectrum for five minutes and so many people noses are up in the air as they're walking. They're like, oh, I can't smell anything but poverty. I was like, I got to leave. I couldn't walk anymore. It was so pompous for me. But <laughs> shout out to Vatican Studio. Yeah. We. This is where we first met and mm-hmm. so I came here, met with you and you started my first piece which is 002 in Sterlitzia and the craziest thing about this is not only does everybody need to follow you and where can they find you on social media before we even get into all this so you can find me on social media on Instagram is my full name
1: Lija Atate and then my TikTok is lav, uh, lav.ishink yes
0: lavishink but a dot for those who need to know dog we were sitting here And the craziest thing is, not only did we get on this spree of anime talk, I did something that I think everybody should do with their tattoos. Not only the first thing is, be prepared. It's gonna suck. Uh, Know what you're gonna get, because size, diameter, location, it can take a lot out of you. Like every time I've done a full session with you, I'm exhausted the next day I wake up. My body's getting mutilated by you in the best way possible. It's taxing. It's crazy. And I'm sitting here doing a podcast somehow with you at 2 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. But the craziest thing is that I would tell everybody, be very open with allowing the artist to be artistic. Because when I came to saw you, I had no idea other than I wanted zero two, And that gave you complete freedom. Which means it gives you the ability to come up with a plethora of designs, options, mm. ideas. And so I don't know if that's something you like personally. But I would think, from somebody as like a consumer standpoint, the more freedom I give someone to be artistic, mm-hmm. I feel is a good thing, right? Absolutely. As long as I have like just like a couple pointers of like what my
1: client is interested in looking for, that's really like the best. And then from there, I can like extrapolate upon it and like take it further and like come up with something super interesting. Um, and just as long as I have like a somewhat general idea of what they're looking for, then right. I can like
0: bring it to life from there. Is the okay. best. I like that. Absolutely. Because you did. I was coming in for 02 and I left with Sterlitzia in 02. Mm-hmm. And not only was the piece dope, it laid out so crazy. And I love the fact we were able to sneak in a Heart in the Clouds. We did. Dogged. It's a little a little subtlety. Come on. You got to have a little one for there for the mm-hmm. day ones, you know what I'm saying? Of course. <laughs> and now it led to coming back again to getting now Violet Evergarden and again started organically evolved from Violet Evergarden into a splice of Violet Evergarden and Death Note into now subtle aspects of different characters and pivotal designs from those characters on the episodic view from Violet Evergarden into the piece with floral now into a portrait. Dog, all I can say is, how are you not blowing the fuck up yet? (laughs) This is crazy.
1: It's Yeah, it's time to just get my name out there.
0: Dog, it's what we're doing right now. So I would say, as somebody who is a consumer standpoint, I have so many questions about the tattoo artistry Mm -hmm. I think you were perfect for. So the first one I have to ask you is, why would anybody ever think about getting a tattoo?
1: That can really range from a lot of things. Um, For starters, a lot of people want to get something that's... Um, super important and meaningful to them, something that they really connect with um, and something that they feel like expresses a part of themselves yes. and something that the, can connect them to, you know, uh, something from their past, something that they want to have in their future or something that any from along any point of their life that they really feel like um, holds true to who they are. Right. And then on the flip side, you have people who want to get pieces because they simply enjoy the art and they view it more as a, a way of collecting art and using their body as a, a wall to place beautiful murals and canvases upon. Like, it's It really depends on the person and I think the mentality. I feel like some people do need to have um, a really strong, deep connection to their tattoos, and I love that. And then some people just
0: want beautiful art,
1: yes. and I think both reasons are equally as valid.
0: I like that. I also have a gripe with you that just popped in my head. I also know what Prince Alberts are now.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes, you do.
0: I also know of the distinguished lineage of piercings and tattoos Mm -hmm. within the world. You showed me a guy with his dick split in half. I did. You showed me a guy with pearls inserted into his shaft. Mm -hmm. You showed me a guy (laughs) with 16 Prince Alberts. That was wild. This is... I might have gotten into a deep pile. Now, that's a history book. <laughs> Dude, that is a freaking... That's a Bible right there. That's the Bible of piercings right there. It is. That was crazy. Right? I thought I was going to see Jesus with a cross tattoo on his face. I just was, I was expecting everything at that point. Everything. Everything. Dude, it was crazy. <laughs> the bars were lifted. Everything was ah, to be expected. Dude, I am now tainted. I'm not longer a virgin for the first time. <laughs> so I will say this then. I loved your answer about tattoos because I think that's actually very important. Because there's a lot of people I talk to and a lot of people that have tattoos just wanted them because it looks cool. Which is, um, I love that. Right. That's what I was gonna say is like, there's so many different ways for reasons of people yeah. getting them, right? So that's why I was gonna ask you too. Do you think people should wait before jumping into a tattoo? Or should they get it as soon as they want it because they might talk themselves out of it?
1: I think that depends on the person's mentality Okay, completely. So g- generally speaking, I think the people who want tattoos because they simply like the way they look and they enjoy the art, um, I'd be, more supportive of just doing something spontaneous because regardless of their decision, I think they'll enjoy it anyways. Yes. Um, while for someone who only interested in something that's going to have a deeper connection, I would tell them to go ahead and take as much time as they need to come up with something deep, meaningful that they, that they know in that moment they're going to always love. Right. Cause I feel like for people that want to just collect the art, even if it's something that maybe they don't like connect to 10 years from now, they'll still look at it as like a memory from the past that connects them to that point in their life. Um, so it really comes down to the mentality of the person.
0: Okay. I do like that. 'Cause I used to be young and dumb and I would talk crap on people. I was like, You don't even have a reason for your tattoo? You just think it looks cool? And they're like, Yeah, chicks like tattoos. So I got a tattoo. <laughs> I was like, No. I hope you still like the it.
1: one reason I might think that I do think is dumb is don't get your tattoos for other people. Boom. Get them for you.
0: Always for you. Always for you. Because guess what happens if it's not for you? <sighs> you leave yourself wanting something for yourself mm-hmm. and hating the things you did for us, somebody else. Oh yeah. Powerful. I like that answer, though, because I've always wondered, because when I was younger, I never had an urge to get tattoos because I was always so afraid of needles. Mm -hmm. And I was always petrified of the pain because I never really had a pain tolerance because I never really did anything painful. You know, It's like if you threw somebody out into the deep ocean and they've never swam before, you might have a stroke because of how scared you are. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I don't know. So then somehow, some way, I don't know if people know this, not only do I have now a half sleeve completed and we're starting on the top half of now the left arm, I also have a tattoo on the back of my neck And that was the first one I ever got. I was 29, 28, 29, and for some reason, some way, I don't even know how to explain it. Somehow the idea came into my mind, probably put there for a reason, I need to get a Hebrew word, chosen ones. And I don't know how to explain how it popped in my head. I don't know why, but the meaning stuck out with me. Mm -hmm. And the meaning was, I was chosen to do something in this life like I think we all are, but it's up to you to find your calling and to lead that path in front of you. So I believe the ones who embrace their calling, the chosen ones, can lead a path for others to follow. So if you see somebody with that on their neck, the odds are they might be somebody who can help you find your calling rather than following aimlessly people who have no idea what they're doing. Right. I thought it was cool. Yeah, I like that. Meant to lie. And for some dumb reason, that was the first one I got on the back of my neck. Do you know how painful that was? That's a tough spot. Wild. I still remember when I went to the shop, my buddy was with me, Ricky. He was like, oh, yeah, I just want to see you in pain. I was like, you're a dick. Like, literally, he had tattoos, so he knew what I was getting into. Yeah, he knew exactly. Dude, I sit there. The guy's putting the stencil on, my head's down, and I was like, okay, I can get through this. He starts the outline. I was like, oh, God, I don't know if I can do this. Then the shading... Mm, mm. sir let's just say towards the center of my spine was definitely a touchy spot <sighs>
1: Wow. you signed yourself up for a gnarly one with
0: that I pushed through and I also can tell people tattoos do hurt so just be prepared but I have like a thing that maybe might help people and maybe you have some insight on this as well I think that over time you grow to be understanding of the pain and it's a little bit more easier as time goes on absolutely right because I did tell you this too, like certain parts of my arm felt a little bit more stingier than others, probably because mm-hmm. of nerve endings and stuff like that. Right. Like the lower part, the inside of my wrist, a uh, wrist. But now as I'm going through this more and more with you, I keep realizing, yeah, I could just sit there for hours with you now and just talk. Yeah. Sure. I feel like a little bit of a pinch, but it's just, it becomes normal. You kind of get used to it. It's you wild. It. Yeah. I would say like the very start of a
1: session and then like past the six to eight mile hour mark is probably the most uncomfortable yes like the initial like dropping in and having the needle be on skin is not fun but like after like 30 minutes 45 minutes your body's like all right this is what we're doing yeah like this is okay we're fine we're, right. f- we're alive yeah like,
0: <laughs> i don't know how long you got us Nothing doing this out. but we could we could do yeah. it for a while
1: yeah we can chill <laughs> I think it's like six, eight, eight hours and your body's like, alright, what time is it? I yeah. see <laughs> the white out and I'm yeah, petrified yeah. for my life.
0: That white is terrible. It's so mental for me, because like I know it's close to the end of the yeah. session, so it hurts more. And then like I look down, and I see like the blood more with the white, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, this hurts. This hurts. Even though it's like the same. Isn't it hurts. <laughs> it's so funny. And what's crazy is too, is like maybe everybody else has certain parts of the session that's different for them Mm -hmm. my like least favorite part is the fucking alcohol wipe that you do at the end Mm -hmm. which you have like the grinch that stole christmas smile on your face and you literally look like you're about to take cindy lou who's over like abundant presents under the tree (laughs) you look so excited when you do it i recorded it i'll send it to everybody in the discord it scares the crap out of me it's
1: I relish in it. Just a
0: little bit. Dude, that is <laughs> terrible. I still shiver with fear from that thing. Like, because I've only fell, fallen one bad time on my longboard and tore up my shoulder and everything. And I had to use like the hydroxychloroquine or whatever Ooh, it is. hydroxide or whatever it is. is... Hydroperoxide? God. Mm-hmm. When you squeeze that on and hear it go like bubbling up and stuff. Oh, I hate it. Oh, my God. That's like a taste of what you do to me. My entire arm the is. The hydrogen open. peroxide is way worse than rubbing alcohol. Do you alcohol. think so? Oh my
1: god, that stuff Maybe is I'm just overselling
0: horrible.
1: it. Hydrogen peroxide is like my nightmare. It I get sucked. Battled, scrape on my knee as a kid. Mom has me hop, hop up on the counter, and I see her pull out the fucking brown <gasps> bottle. Oh hell no! Of death. The brown bottle, death. Scared. Always came in a damn brown bottle. It's not Hennessy.
0: Mm-mm. That turns you up. Uh-huh. This one turned me down. <sighs> It's horrid. It's not good. It's so bad. (laughs) So you as like an actual tattoo artist, I bet you get glee every time you wipe somebody down, don't you? Yeah. You're such a masochist inside. I love it. I love it. What what has been some of the crazy experiences you've had with tattooing? Like has anybody just bailed on you? Like halfway through was like, I can't complete this. Has anybody ever done that?
1: uh, I've never had anybody bail or tap out. Really? I had one client where I was in a tattoo convention up in Northern California in um, Humboldt County. Shout out, Tumble. And and, um, it was the third day of a convention. There's about maybe four hours left in the show. So I was going to do like a little half session on this girl's side. We're going to start like a floral piece, and then I was going to have to come back up to finish it and so on. And she just could not sit. She sat and she finished it. But when I mean she was wriggling and moving and kicking and flinching, the whole time no way like it was like i like she was being assaulted like it was to the point where after the first like two hours her husband was like helping like pin her in place for me you're kidding me i am not even so it's on her side so i had her like sitting on a chair like leaned over towards the back of the chair with her like arm up over her head so her like husband came behind her and like pulled her arm back so that she was like could stay in place because every time she'd flinch she'd like crunch her side in and then I wouldn't be able to get to where I was at all. It was like the area I was working on would like disappear essentially on me. I'm like, you need to be stretched the other direction so I can get like, so I can work. Yeah. You can't crunch towards me in this area. This needs to be taught and away from me, stretched out. And so her, her, her husband just had to like hold her back and like, pin her in place wow. and I'm like working. She's like kicking her legs. Like it's was she making noises, moaning or anything like that. Not much. It was just like a full on body tantrum. It wow. was gnarly. Her body was not about it. No. And at this point, my hands are fried from working, you know, three 15 hour days back Jesus. to back. And I'm like dealing with this, trying to like have my stretch in place and everything. It was a brutal way to end the convention. I I had like three other artists come up to me and be like, yo, I would have cussed her out and told her to leave. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I can't do that.
0: <laughs> I'm still so new into it. I'm trying yeah, to build.
1: Exactly. I can't get that
0: repertoire the now. The artists
1: I had, I had the few artists that come up there. they like, you're a trooper. I would have just <laughs> had her gone. I've been like, FTB, nope, bro. Literally. Out of
0: here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you've never had anybody stop the session, right? They've always completed. Everyone's finished. Damn. Okay. So now mm-hmm. I know I can
1: never quit. I have to keep no, going. No, you can't,
0: because then you'd be the
1: first. Fuck. I'd <laughs> want to be the first.
0: I'm not that type. <laughs> not no, can't be. Damn it. Okay. Did you ever have anybody seem like they were starting to regret the tattoo while they were getting it? No. Really?
1: Luckily, yeah. Good sign. I'm normally I try to be as like welcoming to changes to the tattoo design, especially like when I'm talking to my clients, I try to like make them feel like if they have any reservations or anything that they would want to change, they don't feel like they have to like hide that. Um, I always go over them you know, if there's anything you want to change, do you like the size? Do you like the placement? Just let me know any changes that you'd like to make. It's not a problem at all. It's your tattoo. It's going to be on your body for your life. Like, just let me know. Like, and so far, um, I've never had any issues with someone like, uh, seeming like that they weren't um happy with the piece or having complaints or anything like that everyone's so far at least seemed always super stoked so dope i love the goal i love that
0: for us i love that for us yeah that's actually cool and what's really funny too is like seeing the industry from the outside perspective now and being here so long this industry is pretty tough dude like just seeing how the process works building clientele it's interesting to see how you can even build a brand for yourself because mm-hmm. maybe people don't know this but the biggest reason i ran into you was because of your dad so your dad is known in the tattoo industry as the owl king right right he is somebody who freehand tattoos which is crazy which by the way a lot of the floral on my arm is actually getting freehanded by you too yes sir mr talented man all of a sudden <laughs> oh my gosh let me shine papa <laughs> literally he's downstairs freehanding his dad's like nice you're gonna freehand that you're like well no i'm just placing it up now that looks good freehand you're like okay yeah which was dope yeah
1: that was that was an exciting way to start it because like that day when i did my first ever anything freehand where i was freehanding like foliage and floral work i wasn't expecting into it, it i was going into the day thinking i was freehanding i was just i was drawing everything on that way the flow and fit of the piece would match the movement of their body and then i would just pull up my references and make my stencils and you know basically plug them into where i had drawn everything out to be um but he looked at it and he's like it's there like just draw it. like you have it done like why go sten- why go make a stencil you're just redoing the same thing like yes you already did it freehand and i was like all
0: right we're freehanding today was it because you're so comfortable with the way you've already done it that you're a little bit more worried to do freehand yet or what do you think that was that you didn't start freehanding um i guess i setting? wasn't like i don't know I, it wasn't really like I was just so comfortable
1: in like my approach and knowing that like the approach that I had developed so far would give me like a guaranteed result. Yeah. So was just kind of like focused on sticking to that. And also like I put a lot of uh, faith and trust into uh, my pops because as my mentor, he really knows um, my capabilities and what I'm capable of better than anyone, better than myself. Like if I have anything that I'm ever nervous about or don't know how to approach I go to him. He'll give me a couple pointers and be like, "You can do it." If he says that you can do it, I'm like, "Oh, I can do it." That's awesome. Like I go from being super nervous to being like, "Oh, done." That's so cool. If he knows that I have the capability, then I have the capability. Yeah. He wouldn't have me biting off more than I can chew. Nah. So the second he was like, "Yeah, you can freehand that," I was
0: like, "I can freehand that." That's so wild. Because that's actually how I met you. was my buddy, Kevin, who worked at Fox with me. He was on this stupid wait list for your pops. It was like a year or something like that. So, he was waiting. Mm -hmm. Your pops is a popular guy, I'm finding out. So, he finally got in, got the piece with him. And then he told me, he's like, Dog, I met his son and he's a huge anime guy. And I was like, I'm sorry, who? Anime? You're speaking my language. So, he told me about you, right? So, somehow, someway, it came to where we started talking. And we're rifting about anime and all this stuff. And you were like... So I asked my dad, because I'm starting to get into skin tattoos now, because you were just doing like kind of art yeah, yeah. pieces on, this like fake skin or something Yeah, like that. I was doing fake skin
1: when you first messaged me.
0: Yes. And so you were like, I talked to my dad. I know I was supposed to do this for a little bit longer, but he said, yeah, you can come in and we'll do a piece together. And I was like, no shit. This is happening. And so I came in, met you, and I was like, "Liza, you're telling me I get to be one of your first tattoos on skin. I think you might have been within the first five now this gets worse i like to tell people i was your first i don't know if i can work with fifth it doesn't sound the same
1: within the first five within. like can you imagine Well, first the anime tattoo yeah
0: okay i'll claim that one yeah, 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 yeah i got something first yeah, yeah. all
1: right we'll keep i that only one. had a few other pieces that i started prior to our piece
0: okay yeah that's fine because i was hurt right now that's like needing <laughs> the love of your life and she's like oh yeah you're my fifth fifth <laughs> tell me i'm your first <laughs> lie to me All right. I'll still say it because it's somewhat true. I was one of your first tattoos on skin, Mm -hmm. but for sure the first anime tattoo. Oh, by far. All right. Cool. And the coolest part was watching you work, the placement, learning the positioning, the tattooing on skin. I can tell you, you already have one of the softest touches. You're very delicate you're very calm, you're very relieving, and you're very detailed with how you do your work. And as somebody who had somebody else do one of it, and then another person for another one, and you being the third artist I've been with, Mm -hmm. it's very reassuring to find somebody who wants to do it right, that takes their time. Yeah. Because in any type of work, a lot of people can turn into where they're like, I just gotta get the job done. And as long as it looks good, then I'm good. You know, Rather than somebody who's really trying to do something their own touch their own way making it stand out mm-hmm. which is why i think and i'll make a prediction here i think within a few years you're going to start doing a lot of free handing tattoos i think you'll start developing into a freehanding floral tattoo artist I where you love start doing do some crazy pieces just off of your creativity and the knowledge of different floral pieces you've done which is going to be crazy i'd love to free handing is like the ultimate goal like to just be able
1: to come in, talk to my client and kind of go back and forth and get an idea of what they're looking for and what, you know, what kind of symbolism they'd like to have or uh, what, what story they'd like to connect to it. And then just to be able to draw and create just straight onto to them. Like that's, that's
0: the way to do it. That's going to be sick. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. <laughs> I'm getting a little taste of what you can do now. Yeah. That's so Sick. Which, by the way, hopefully one day we can meet each other and you're not butchering my arm. Like one day, you know. Absolutely. Hopefully. By I far. need that in my it life. Need, yeah, it needs to happen. Because it always hurts when I leave you. I'd like to leave one day not hurting. So, so in the tattoo artist world too, because this might be fun for maybe anybody who doesn't know or anything, what would you say is the hardest part about getting your name out there? Like what's really tough about building clientele mm. now? Because you were telling me about a convention you just went to. Right. And how like actual tattoo conventions are not what people probably think they are. It kind of depends, at least locally here in Southern California.
1: Um, they're not really the same as they used to be. They're a lot more centralized around, like centralized around um, the actual artists themselves. There's not like a whole lot of people coming to them. Obviously, if more people came back to them, we would love that as the industry. And that'd be amazing. If you see a convention coming up, go to the convention. Yes. The artists there would love to see you support. They'd them. love to see fresh skin walking around. Uh, <laughs> canvases. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it's been a lot calmer, uh, lately, but, um, it's just about finding new ways to, to connect and like to reach your clientele. Cause it used to be, it really depends on your shop too. Um, a lot of shops are more focused around like walk-ins. They're in super like public high traffic areas and such um so you can kind of naturally get a clientele from that yeah and just doing good work word of mouth and such um as for uh shops like the Vatican and sh- which are you know everything that we do is booked appointments custom pieces where you find your artist you find who has like a specialty that they specialize in that you want and you want to invest into and you want their artwork on you and so you decide to book with them and there's slowly becoming more and more shops like this especially within the last five to ten years which is something that wasn't as common before really those shops were while artists would have bookings they would still have walk-ins you can kind of go in and get most things for most tattoo artists um but As time goes on, it's become moving more. The industry as a whole is moving more and more into each artist's goal is to like have their own niche and their own style. And so people would find someone that has a style that they like and then book with them. So from that point, it now becomes about how do I get my name out there onto social media and platforms in ways so that people can find me. Right. Because it's not like we have high traffic, uh, you know, foot, foot traffic where people are just running into me. Right. I need to put myself in a position where people are going to see me. That's um, crazy. So that's that's the, uh, the new venture. Wow.
0: That's actually cool. Because if you think about it, that almost sounds like how social media has turned into. Like TikTok, mm-hmm. for example, which I'm very prevalent on, is the whole find your niche, your niche. Mm-hmm. What do you do that makes you stand out? Why would people follow you? What is your craft? And that's so cool to hear that the tattoo industry is now developing into that what is your niche like mm-hmm. your pops the owl king free hands owls and i see sometimes he does phoenixes that's his niche and then he uses those and develops them into different types like a clock a skull different things yeah. intertwined with it pretty incredible i see what you mean now and it almost seems like places like vatican too like this place is incredible when you walk in the yeah. whole sitting down the waiting area the different type of you have artists from russia here in different places super dope you can tell that it's turning more into as you said an art piece collection rather than somewhere you go and you're like i want a heart that says love mom right it's different those places exist though they do
1: but it's uh becoming more and more popular to have uh places that are centralized around creating
0: custom work for their clientele oh, i love that we love that we love it we love it so then within the world of tattooing as well, right? With your vision for self, what is the biggest thing you're focused on right now with tattooing? Besides, you know, like social media growth and getting more of clientele, mm-hmm. what would you say personally is something you really wanna focus on in your artistry field?
1: I really wanna focus on like creating my own art um, for tattoos and stuff like that. Um, doing more uh, original pieces that are drawn from scratch uh, rather than what's super common and within the industry for um, black and gray realism, which is my bread and butter, my forte right now, um, is that artists kind of will photoshop compositions together using an you know, array of uh photos that they've, you know, acquired, whether it's through Pinterest, their own photos that they've taken, um, and such, and they'll use these these photos to create um pieces that are interacting with like, you know, whether it's skulls and roses together or whatever it may be. Um, but to kind of transition from that to more just hand-drawn artwork, um, I think is the next goal because that would be that would be like my building step to freehand. Oh. So first, like create my own artwork and do original artwork on people with a stencil, and then eventually get to the point where people know my own artwork so well that oh. they just let me draw it on them.
0: Oh, that's gonna be fun to see. Exciting. Dog. It's gonna be a couple years.
1: It is. I'm it's excited. gonna be. It's gonna be a long journey, but I'm. I'm here for it. I'm here for the trek.
0: I'm sure you've heard this before, but they say the person who enjoys walking is going to get further than the person trying to get to the destination. Because the person who likes to walk can walk a lot farther than those who are just trying to get to where they're going. Right. Fall in love with the walking. I'm sure you'll get pretty far, kid. Don't stop. I won't. Race for the stars. (laughs) Go get him, champ. So then with anime yourself, right, Mm -hmm. and being such a fan of anime and all of the different shows we've talked about, the characters, all this stuff, are you open to doing a lot of anime tattoos as well? Absolutely. Oh. I could never just
1: be, like, the type to do just, like, one style only. Like, I'd want to have, like, array of, like, a few different series. Like, my pops, he's most known for The Owl King and mostly promotes that because that's kind of what people want to see from him, um, especially online, social media. But he does a, a variety of different series that he's done over the years. He's had a series called The Skull Addiction Series oh. where he was freehanding skulls and he'd have them intertwined with um like paint tubes and like uh art supplies like ink ink wells and such he'd have like paint tubes coming out of like where their teeth would be it really interesting stuff and then um he had a series i forget the name of the series but it'd be uh he'd have um like girls portraits or like portraits of people where they would have like their eyes would be blind but then they'd have their third eye open and Ah. then they'd have like um certain symbols or emblems like glowing in front of them like interacting so he had this like whole series where he'd have like black and gray portraiture work that he was doing with um like a color pop wow so it'd be like this like blue uh, glowing like symbol like emanating in front of like this like old man with like a wrinkly face as like wow. his hands like fading away his blind and his third eyes open and all sorts of like crazy stuff Wow. He's, he has, he's had a handful of series that he's done. That's dope. And so I'd kind of like to do the same. I couldn't see myself just doing like one thing for the rest of my entire career. No way. I can't just do that's one thing you. and tattoo for the next 20, no, 30 years. No, it's not you. There's no like, I'd like to have a handful.
0: Yes. And it also makes it more diverse.
1: Absolutely. You bring
0: in like a very good plethora of clientele.
1: And a diverse clientele, too, is a super enjoyable to have, it is. to have different people to connect to.
0: Because think about it. You have those who will fall in love with your realism or mm-hmm. florals and stuff, which we would probably assume is more like a lot of ladies love floral stuff, mm-hmm. right? But then if you think about it, the hood with anime, there is a plethora of different type of individuals who love anime now. Mm-hmm. Anime is turning into superheroes. It's blowing it really the F up we were talking about it with you know anime expo and all that stuff at la expo and you told me about another one you went to and you're like it's the poor man's anime <laughs> so, which one was that one it's LA? yes we were talking about that and you're like well you know we always joke it's like the poor man's anime expo you know LA. Yeah, yeah. but it's true though it's getting it is. so popular now that these events you can't even attend and enjoy which, too many people dog crazy prices
1: dog the hotels that are near jack their prices up because they know it's coming up why wouldn't they Oh my god. It's like
0: Hawaii when they know a a volcano's happening. We're rising the prices, everybody, for the flights out, but there's a volcano literally erupting. It's It's now a thousand bucks a flight.
1: Just to go to the the show, like including rent and the ticket, you might drop a grand or two just to get there. Just
0: to be there. That's not including food,
1: Mm -mm. fun, Mm -mm. merchandise, Mm -mm. voice actor signatures.
0: Nothing. Not even your cosplay if you want to dress up. Literally. Dog. Just to show up. Oh, crazy. So I could see, though, you making yourself a name in the anime world as well. Because if you think about it, there's a lot of artists I've seen that have been popping up more recently that have focused on anime because they know the market is capitalizing, which is smart on them. You know, it's like TikTokers. They Mm -hmm. see a trend. They jump on it. Capitalizes, right? Yeah. I can see, though, with your authentic nature and your true love for anime viewership you would find a way to not only connect to these pieces but find enjoyment through it because you also enjoy the criteria of what you do and i've said this before too people who do things just to do things eventually fall out of love with it but if you're somebody who truly loves an art form or something you're enjoying in or endeavoring into it'll heighten it that much more for mm-hmm. you so being somebody who loves anime i'm pretty sure i could say you enjoy anime tattoos absolutely right i love them So what i'm saying yeah dog because we've had so much fun about it so now i think this is a great way to pivot because we've talked about tattooing how you are taking over the tattooing world and even though i just talked about anime i saw you sit up even more straight because the hot takes are coming <laughs> up i love it there's a lot about anime that i know you're a fan of as well so we have to start with this one spice and wolf mm-hmm. is it a great anime or not no oh, of course you're a welcome on the show whenever <laughs> that's all i had to ask thank you everybody have a good night we'll be back again what did you think about spice and wolf when i put you on it because a lot of people i feel are sleeping on it
1: i loved it right really good i even really enjoyed the animation style too it was just um it was refreshing in a lot of ways uh i feel like a lot of like romance anime have like a very um kind of stereotypical build to the relationship you start with a little cut and mouse and they're obsessed with each other. Ugh. And then that's kind of really it. Like Ugh. there's not really like uh, spicy wolf. Um, their relationship was very real. Yes. Problems, the issues, the way they dealt with, um, the different things that they, uh, they went through together, their arguments, uh, whether it's misunderstandings, the way they dealt with having frustration or anger with each other. Like it was really grounded in like the way, like, um, people actually have to deal with relationships and what it takes to deal to have a relationship. And, uh, I really liked it. it right? was It was good.
0: Medieval setting. Mm-hmm. Bar-ing, bartering and trading. Economics. Who does a show on economics? <laughs>
1: it like, really real was.
0: Talk. What? I learned about trading? The, the equivalent exchange of doubloons? There wasn't doubloons, but, you know, some kind yeah. of a reference in there. Such a cool show. So, I have to ask you then, what got you into anime? Where did your anime fandom even start?
1: I think it started, I was in like... I was in like seventh grade and I had just gotten a new group of friends because my, my middle school had like separated, um,
0: your middle school family broke up. Mom yeah, and dad in middle school. broke Yeah. Up? Yeah.
1: So, so middle school, my middle school separated the lunches into two lunches. What? Yeah. So it was just like half of seventh grade was with sixth grade and half of seventh grade was with eighth grade. No kidding. Right. So, all my friends from sixth grade ended up in the second lunch, and I was in the first lunch. So, I had to make all new friends for lunch. Wow. And all my friends that I ended up making were diehard weaves. Really? Oh, Shout yeah. Shout out to the weebs. For the most baby. part, yeah. A whole bunch of nerds and weaves. I love it. Um, and choir kids, too. <laughs> You're probably handing out the oh like, hotcakes. I can I, only imagine. I probably need the handout, too, back then, shit. <laughs> 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 um and they put me on I think some of the first ones like I remember being put on to were like fairy tale. Oh, of Online. Oh god. Attack on Titan. Peak. Um on High School Host Club. Ooh. And um what's the one about the kid who goes to the the sent off to the private school or whatever but ends up being a school with monsters and stuff. It's like the harem type. Um, rom-com sort of. Monster Musum? No, 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 <laughs> no, that No, no, no. no, no we're going to get backpedal away from that. <laughs> no.
0: Oh, you mean Interspecies Reviewers? I'm just kidding. Which, no. that's a whole other story.
1: Um, the main called? girl's a vampire. Oh, Rosaria plus vampire. Yes! That's amazing. Right?
0: And that's where your career started with all this? Those were like the first, like, that's the first handful I remember really getting into and watching. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So what was your initial thoughts when you were watching anime? I loved it right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I, I love the
1: art and like, I don't know, I never really, I feel like people like sometimes get stuck and have like a stigma about it. They're like, Oh, it's anime. It's like, I'm like, it's like what? It's a show, it's a story, and it's cool art. Yeah. (laughs) What more do you want? What are you looking for? Like, I'm sorry. What what, what checkbox did you need to have marked
0: that didn't get marked? Give me your list. I'm sure we could fill it out. Yeah. Punks. The acting is never bad. Why? Because it's written, it's drawn. Right? The acting's perfect every time. Amazing. (laughs) That's actually incredible. So, safe to say after then you were hooked, right? Oh, by far. Really? Oh, yeah. And so, you've ended up going to a convention not too long ago, you told me, and you were actually cosplaying as somebody? I did. I did. I did a uh, um, classic
1: cosplay. I did a little um, uh, chainsaw man. I was... Uh, oh! Denji? Denji. A little mm-hmm. something light? Yeah, yeah. You know, just had to put on the uh, the button of the pants and oh, splatter some blood here and there. Oh no bad. Orange wig and call it a day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> call it a day. Yeah, yeah. Everybody was hyped on him. Last minute. That's so cool. <laughs> Dude, that's amazing. So safe to say you can tell why the anime world is blowing up, right? Mm -hmm. We've had this talk before, too, before we get into a lot of your shows and stuff. I told you that I'm in a spot with anime right now where I'm kind of worried I'm not too sure where it's going to go. I'm optimistic because of how the fandom has grown exponentially. How during COVID times, everybody was locked up and had to find something to do. So anime just blew the F up. Shows like Demon Slayer were popping like unrealistic standpoints and perspective. One Piece blew the F up on TikTok and became this phenomena overnight. It really did. So much happened. And so I've told you before, I was a little worried that I think a lot of this fandom now is fake because a lot of it, I think, is just kind of jumping in because it's just topical. It's popular. Just like most people, again, like social media influencers do trending things because it's topical. Mm-hmm. So I was worried because I knew that would bring a lot of eyes from big marketing companies and big companies as well that invest in product for return, right? So that's why we saw Disney buy Bleach Out, Disney buying Hulu, Disney investing in more than just Disney Plus, And in Japan, Disney Plus actually has animes on it in Japan, because they know really? how big it is. They bought Bleach? Yeah. Wow. doc. that's why Hulu has the only way of watching Bleach right now. They bought the rights to Bleach. No kidding. That's how crazy this is. So I said, and I still believe it, more of that's going to happen. Where like shows when they come back like Naruto or any of these other shows, big companies will pay for it. And we already had a little bit of that going on. We had like Netflix exclusives. Mm-hmm. Some great ones we're going to talk about, like Violet Evergarn and stuff. Hmm. You had some, even like Amazon Prime. That was the only way to watch Vinland Saga for a while. Was on Amazon Prime. Until they let it out of the Amazon jail. Vinland Saga was only on Amazon for a while. Jesus. That's what I'm saying. So it gets kind of weird when... It wasn't on Crunchyroll? Not at all in the beginning. damn. That's what's crazy, though, is because we're seeing that now with the sporting world. And also in the sporting world, Elijah, you have now like football, soccer, all these things individual games are streamed on only on YouTube, only on Amazon. It gets weird and tough to watch it, right? right? So that's why I was worried. So personally, I am optimistic. I think it could get better. Do you have any fear in the future of anime or do you think we're probably only gonna get better from here? What do you think? What's your gut I think you?
1: it'll only really get better. You think so? Yeah, because jump,
0: like... Get me off the cliff. I'm ready to jump. Tell me not to jump.
1: Cause like, even if it's trending and you're getting like a fan base that's not like, as committed or interested or invested into it that doesn't mean you're gonna lose your original fan base that it was invested you know the people when people jump on trends they're gonna jump on they're gonna jump off and we're gonna keep going on our way and if that causes more companies to invest into it then that just means ideally more quality put out for the fans who are invested so where's the loss there i guess uh what the way i see it And as far as like for other companies, like Netflix investing more in Disney Plus, you look at Netflix originals that have been around for a long time that aren't anime, like actual TV shows, and they've been putting out banger after banger. Yes. So what would be the difference with anime? It's
0: a fair point. I'm just worried of the Marvelverse and seeing how they popped out so many damn Marvel movies now, people are getting sick of it. They're like, I don't even, what's this Ant-Man one? Like, what's this now? I don't even know what we're doing anymore. It's like Mm. Fast and Furious to me. I don't need to go to space anymore. Stop the car races.
1: I feel like that's kind of almost a separate problem because it's like an Ooh. individual like franchise. It'd be like uh, the problem that you get with like the, um, the Marvel verse or fast and furious is like the similar thing to having a series that starts producing a bunch of filler. Right. Oh, one like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so- <laughs> I set that up for did. me, baby. Oh man. I'm gonna have people
1: um, hot. I don't care because it's like, I don't think it'll hurt. Like maybe you have, you might have a couple series that come out that are just trying to abuse um, uh, the trend where they can just keep pumping work and make money off of it. But I don't think it'll hurt anime as
0: well. One oh, Piece. Sorry, a little, sorry, a little something in my throat there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, you might have like a couple shows here and there. They go downhill, but then that hurts just a couple shows. Right, like right. Marvelverse has gone downhill. Fast and Furious is. Why are we still doing it? I, I would know. even say the same for John Wick, which I know a lot of people would be.
0: I don't know why people want more John Wick. I
1: don't know why. I don't have any more people. My my kill. hot take on John Wick is that after the first one they should have stopped. <laughs>
0: they should have. Dude, I'm with you. The guy literally kills more people than has lines in the show. Mm. He literally just walks around, and he's like, I need a gun. And they give him a gun. And then he's like, You killed my dog. Then he goes on a killing spree. Then this second movie Which, starts. Which so for the first one was great.
1: Because dog. everyone's felt like, you know, you kill a dog in a movie, you deserve to die.
0: Oh, you're going to get clapped up. It was right? perfect. But it then was the perfect. second movie starts. He's like, my house was burned. And then he goes in this whole rift, right? Then it's the third one. I'm back in business. It's like Doc. You have like five lines in a movie. I need more, John and just like John Wick 3 was the first time I'd ever
1: fallen asleep in the theater you're
0: shitting me I'm not shitting that's you that's a hot take
1: it's not a hot take it's a fact I fell asleep <laughs> I passed the fuck out <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's not a fucking hot take I literally was no sleeping. no no I, I,
1: I was snoring during the movie no and it's not like anything was like particularly bad about it like the cinematography was just the redundant? action the fight scenes were super interesting individually but it was just like I don't know. Forty minutes of fighting, I find to be extremely stale and boring.
0: So one could say you're not always the biggest shonen fan. I love shonen though. Really, I do. That's a lot of brainless fighting. Okay, depends on the ones. Ah, give me Not, some...
1: not to give any hate. Okay. I would put Fairy Tail as my first pick as one that's brainless fighting because yes. every arc ends the same. Yep. They almost die, but they don't. Yep. They're black. They're alive. Everyone's fine. Rinse I need and repeat. More couldn't do it
0: um,
1: that's why more. i think
0: certain shows stand out like a comic a kill because mm-hmm. it's really everyone get killed mm-hmm. you don't i want to read coming.
1: the manga the manga's i heard it's crazy expansive crazy. and way d- there's way more in between like basically they took like um they took the spark notes <laughs> really? and turned it into an anime
0: wow <laughs> i did that shit in school all the time yeah that's
1: that's, that's basically like the general consensus i get from it because like all the main things that happen and all the deaths, like everything's like accurate to the way the story goes wow. and the way the story, like, at least from what I heard, cause I still haven't read the manga is accurate, but there's just a lot that goes on in between that. This is just
0: pulled right out. Got you. homie, well, homie gets married in the manga. Stop. To pink girl. God, pink hair, wife of supremacy. And I think he, I think she gets pregnant too. Oh my God. Yeah. I think they have a child. My boy hit it up. Mm-hmm. See, I have a hot take here. Good choice by him. The mm-hmm. busty girl in that one? The one that everybody likes? Leon? Or As Death, Not my type. You know all the dommy Mommy? Dog. No. <laughs> not that type. That chick will literally break your dick off. And then tell you to salute her on the way out. A little too much for me. I like certain types of dom. she break your leg, not your dick. Dog, way too crazy. I like <laughs> certain type of crazy. Like, you know, from Future Diaries? Yeah. Give me that all day. Mm-hmm. Give me the stalker crazy. Where I literally turn around, you're peeping out of the corner waiting for me. That's hot. Mm. Where I know you're literally outside waiting for me in the rain because I said I'll be outside. That girl is, oh, she's a ride or die. Raftalia literally had her slave crest removed and she tore her shirt off and was like, give it back now for me. It's a wife right there. Tell me I'm wrong. You're not. not. (laughs) You're not. I can't take this away from you. (laughs) So then within anime, right? What is your favorite type of genre? What do you notice you love going and watching?
1: I uh, probably 50/50 between sign and rom-com.
0: Really? Mhm. Now that's an awesome pick right there. Mm-hmm. What are some of your favorites from both? From both? Um
1: 86 is fantastic. Oh god. Um I don't really know what I'd categorize Violet Evergarden as, but it's definitely up there in my top favorites. It's
0: got to be like a slice um, of life slice fantasy. Slice of life
1: fantasy, right? It's so um, good. I love a good slice of life. Like Blue Period was fantastic. Oh, the
0: art one? Uh, You're an artist. Oh my
1: God, it was so good. You're an artist. Uh, rom coms, back to rom coms. Um, you ever see Tortoise? Ms. Kobayashi's Dragon Maid was f- hilarious. How
0: about the fight scene? So good.
1: It was like the animation was so good throughout all of it like so nice but there was nothing that like inherently needed like a lot of spending right for slice of life like it's not like a super money like taxing thing yeah so when they did have a fight scene they could just blow the whole fucking budget on it and (laughs) it would be the most badass fight scene over any shonen that was nearby they even had like uh Homage to freaking Naruto with Minato's little like spin around move, yeah. where she he, she hits him in the back, and I've seen like edits where they like sync it up to that, and where like they like clip it together, and it's like frame by frame, oh. and I love that. It's so good. That's amazing. What um, other ones, amazing. Um, I also
0: venland Saga slash Farmland Saga. See, okay, I'm gonna so pause bad. you on that real quick. I need to blame everybody out there and have you defend this as well. People uh-huh. need to back the F off of hating on Farmland Saga. Yeah. I defended it on it's multiple so podcasts. It's so good. It's right? so good. I arguably can say it's probably as uh-huh. good if not close to better than the first season. Yeah. It's that good. It really
1: is that good. It's um, I feel like the only people they would say it's not good are the people who said that john wick's their favorite films
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Dude, percent. it's the absolute like counter to thousand percent because uh it's just like straight plot building yeah. for the most part and there is action plenty
0: there's there you get your doses of action dog and it's so well done those retainers are some douchebaggeries. snake the worst snake The guy who basically fulfilled and filled in that spot for Thorfinn that Ashkeladd left open? Yeah. All I'm saying is Mm -hmm. when you get to see Thorfinn now as a man, and boy, is he a man walking around carrying himself like he don't care. That long, (laughs) luscious hair and that man face of his, that bearded godliness of his, and him deciding to follow his father's footsteps and becoming a true warrior... It's amazing, Elijah. Amazing. Nobody understands what's happening. This show's gonna fucking slap. It's slapping. Oh, it's it's just
1: like you, you you slap once and then you hear the thunder like come after the slap like it it echoed, dude. It's so good.
0: That show is double cheeked up on a Thursday. Night. Like
1: I think I might like I don't know. It depends on how AOT ends, but I might like it more than like AOT as far oh, as signing go. Oh,
0: hot take. Like I, almost by far. I love Vinland Saga. I will say this. Attack on Titan has a way of kind of stretching out certain things, and the plot setup is so deep. There's so much added into it. There's a lot of setup with AOT. Yeah. A lot of political-driven stuff, a lot of scenarios that are set up with past, future, present, especially when Eren goes, like, into the vortex with his brother and sees past memories that he can influence. Dude, it's just, there's so much there. You realize the first fucking episode is connected to the last fuck crazy
1: oh it's crazy
0: i can see why you feel like
1: almost part of my like i want to say disconnect with the show because i still love aot and it's by far like one of my all-time favorites but like i feel like just how long it's taken to come out has made me less invested in it as i am with like let's say villain saga I Unfortunately, understand. I understand. because I started watching that in seventh grade when season one came out. Fuck. I was in middle school. That's and 13 years. 13 years. I'm now a tattoo artist. I started that show Shit. when I was in seventh grade. Shit. I didn't even know how to put on deodorant. <laughs> and now I'm tattooing. That's how long the show's going, been going for. Holy crap.
0: <laughs> I guess in defense of the show, I can say... The COVID years did not help. So, it did stretch no, out the ending and all do. this stuff. It made it weird, right? Oh, yeah. But in defense, I will say, I can't really defend the length. It has taken a long time. Trust me, I get that too. But I will say this again, and I've said it plenty of times. Once Attack on Titan finally ends here in November, when it comes out, we're going to miss it, dude, a couple years down the road. We're going to look it's gonna back. It's going to be a good show to binge
1: and rewatch gonna, oh, because... <sighs> I mean, to be able to watch all of it in its entirety without having to wait years in between is gonna smack. It might actually bump it up for you again. It might. It might. I might honestly place um, other shows such as like '86 and Vinland Saga higher, and then rewatch Attack on Titan without having to wait years in between and be like, "Oh snap! Wait a second!
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hold up! Hold up! Back that up! Yeah, double cheek up." dude i'm just gonna tell you when you go back and watch that charge to their death against the ape titan Mm. you're not gonna feel more of a man in your life than that scene i love showing people the first season of attack on titan do you know how shook i was when we got introduced to the female titan Mm. a sentient titan that twists people's bodies around like a (laughs) yo-yo yo-yo just swinging them oh my god the sheer terror i felt because giant 8 to 12 foot people running around naked mindlessly wanting to chew you alive is already scary enough mm-hmm. but a sentient one mm-hmm. that's not even talking about who knows martial arts Like, god, why? stop it you gave her martial arts hardening. <laughs> stop you put it on god mode I was trying to play easy mode mm-hmm. crazy but then you add in the whole conspiracy theories the government cor- corruption the whole thing with genocide everything connected to this story and you sit there and think about what Aaron Yeager had to go through. I got to ask you this since we're on the topic. Was Aaron Yeager wrong for what he's doing? Is he wrong?
1: He's not really wrong or right, um, in my opinion. Like, genocide across the entire globe is not right. But he's Seems not...
0: like a done conversation to have on that. Huh? Right,
1: right, right, right. Like, that's not okay. Come on. At the same time, it's like... <laughs>
0: What choice did he have, Lijah?
1: He didn't really have a choice. It was either kill the whole world or the whole world killed him and all his people. Like... Kill
0: all of us So you all live
1: Yeah It's like If three people Threatened one person Is the one person wrong For defending himself And killing all three Just because there was More people threatening That doesn't really Make sense either No Um,
0: And in this case It's like 20 to 1
1: Yeah yeah, It's essentially 20 to 1 But just because The one wins The one's in the wrong Even though the 20 Started the fight
0: And blame the one For everything
1: Yeah It's like Come on Morally super messed up Yeah sure It's genocide And children And Everyone and women dying and being slaughtered aimlessly. Again, But
0: what other choice did he have? Yeah, the same thing thing was going to be done to his people. Worse has been done to his people. We've watched what's been done to his people. His people are locked up on the other side of the world, told they're the reason for all of it. Dog.
1: And they're going to still come kill them all anyways. The world. The whole world was like, you know what? We can all agree that we're going to go all kill them together. Excuse me, what? And you're upset that he's going to retaliate. I'm like, come on. The only person that I think had even the slightest,
0: like, moral code was Zedzy Zeke. Wow. That's interesting. And also true. Because he thought of the best way to get everything out, which was mm-hmm. not the fun way. Mm-mm. And with, unfortunately to Aaron, so much was done to him throughout all of it. Mm-hmm. He couldn't just put his tail no, between he his legs like that. No. He couldn't do it. And what's crazy is, I know this to be true. He never wanted to do any of this. He never wanted to do any of what he's doing. No, not. He had no choice. Mm -hmm. He couldn't live with himself or die with himself, knowing he let everyone he knows died and be basically castrated Mm -hmm. to end the whole race of his people. Can you go out knowing that? I don't think that'd be an easy choice to make. Wouldn't. So that's why sit there and let people just die. That's why I had to ask, because I know people had that really hot conversation, and it pissed me off that people didn't understand like the true meaning behind the conversation, which is like, the world did it to itself. I don't blame Aaron. I blame the world. The world. I don't blame Ymir. No. I blame the world. It could only do so much. Right. What do you want him to do? Amen. Hey, man. Pisses me
1: off. I know. It's, there's not really, it's one of those scenarios where there's no right or wrong.
0: No, but I can't hate it. Mm -mm. I understand it. Mm -hmm. And I empathize for it. Absolutely. So now we all know, too, you also agree with me. Violet Evergarden is probably one of the greatest animes ever made. Oh, absolutely. Right? The art,
1: the story, everything. The opening scene when you see like the let her like fly out her window and like over the landscape i was already sold i was like oh my lord what have been missing all my life (laughs) i was like this is this is too good how am i just coming across this
0: (laughs) the time lapses i have not seen an anime emphasize time lapses like this show does are you kidding me it's done
1: to such an art as well like they perfectly implement each time
0: lapse to sync along with the growth she's currently making oh my god remember how we talked about everyone's a reflection of you Mm -hmm. every single person she helps was helping herself Mm -hmm. how awesome is the fact that the person that you're most connected to that you have the attachment issue for because finally somebody showed you what it meant to be a person is removed and watching her build an entire life for herself a persona an ability of reasoning, loving, chasing answers, what it means to exist. There is no other character growth I've seen in a one episode or one season, 12 episode spurt. That's even close to that. Good luck. Good luck finding a show and a character that compares to Violet and what she's went through. Good luck. It's unbelievable. I Absolutely love it. So within the anime world, though, too, Liza, is there any show you think that's overhated? And just gets pooped on just to poop on it. It's not fair. Just to
1: poop on it? An unfair um Ooh. I'd say my hero gets an unfair amount of hate. Really? Yeah, I think it gets an unfair amount of hate because it gets hate for the fan base and not the show. Fair. Like people just mesh the two together, like all oh, fan base is garbage, therefore
0: show is garbage. The show's good. Wow. It's not bad. It's probably a reason why they have so many seasons. It's pretty good. You like the whole hero aspect, huh?
1: It's not even just the hero aspect. The later seasons, it gets better and better. Like uh, I do understand that a lot of people get frustrated with the fact that like Deku's character takes like too long to like develop into just a firmer person. Um, Especially when in comparison to the manga, he is a bit he's a bit grittier and tough. Yeah. Like uh, people said, like even I don't know if you've how much of it you've watched, if you have or haven't. I
0: stopped after overhaul. Because that was, like, the part right. where I was just like, I'm So, chilling. did you see
1: the main fight with him and Bakugo?
0: Yes. It was, so, like, he's all,
1: like, crying and being sappy in that fight. From what I've heard of the manga, he was like, nah, fuck you, shut up. Really? So, he finally exactly like, grew a pair there. Oh, he had since grown a pair. Since. And, and was, was, like, harsh when needed wow. to be. Like, there
0: was a lot more development and a lot, like, quicker. See, because that's my issue too. I've understood a lot of the hate Deku gets and people saying like he's too much of a crybaby. I understand people who are emotionally connected and can express themselves, right? I'm all for that. Mm -hmm. But when you string things on or try to overplay a card, it's the reason why I hate Rent-A-Girlfriend now. I used to love Rent-A-Girlfriend. I love season one. Season two, I'm out. I will not watch season three. Mm. I don't like the cat and mouse strung out where it's Mm. just beat me over the head with stupidity. You know Speaking of
1: cat and mouse, that show that I was trying to mention to you earlier show in what? our day.
0: Um, you found it?
1: Yeah. From me to you. You liked it? I'm still watching it. It's
0: fabulous. Really? It's fabulous. Synopsis. Give me it.
1: Okay. So you have a girl. She's very introverted. Everyone's kind of always thought she's weird, creepy. Um, but there's one guy who notices her Ooh. and kind of treats her normal like anybody else. Uh, and they end up catching feelings for each other. Of course. No cat and mouse. If anything, it's more about them being like young high schoolers trying to even understand how they feel in the first place. Got it. But they're not being coy with each other at all, really. Like if anything, they get shy, flustered around each other, but they're both just blatantly interested in each other. And if anything, slightly oblivious to it. I love that. Um... But so far where I'm at, the main like drama and what makes it like interesting, a lot of rom-coms, um, the climax and peak of the story comes from like the actual building of like them becoming a relationship. Where this so far it's looking like it's coming from third parties.
0: Interesting.
1: People who are potentially jealous or wanting to intervene. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Let my man's go. Drama.
0: Drama mama. hmm Like if it's just the two of them. They weren't even be a show. They'd just be two peachy people. (laughs) (laughs) Just living life, having fun. Oh, yeah. But the show is so good. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Did you ever get on Domestic Girlfriend? I don't think so. You need to. Domestic Girlfriend. Get on Domestic
1: Girlfriend. Recently, I've been on From Me to You. Okay. I've been on Skip Beat. Oh,
0: yes. You told me about that. Really good. And Skip and Loafer. Oh, now that's a banger. I just started that one. Now that's a banger. I keep hearing people talk, I don't know if you watch it, it's in the recent uh, season we just had, Summer, mm-hmm. My Happily Marriage, that's on Netflix. I haven't. I've heard great riveting things. Mm. People are saying it's the best anime of the summer season. The best anime of summer? Yeah. And I had no Zom 100 remember. as that anime. And everybody's using that one right
1: now. And it's supposed to be a... There's s- not a lot during the summer times. Summer well, season. You know, that's, summer's kind of hot. summer season. Yeah, kind of yeah, hot. Yeah.
0: Spring is for the lovers. Mm-hmm. Fall is for the bangers. Mm-hmm. Winter is for the brain dead shonens. Just how it goes. It's how it be. Just how it goes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, you definitely need to get on Domestic Girlfriend so I can talk to that one about you. Okay, okay. How about this? Let's use this. What if I told you, because I'm definitely coming back in two weeks. What if I told you I would like to also invite you on the Patreon podcast? I would love it. And what we do on the Patreon side is we review a complete show together. So we sit down, set up the synopsis. Go through the entirety of the show talking about things we liked, we hated, the characters, the plot line, the endings, things within it we liked, hated. How about in two weeks, when I come back, mm-hmm. we do on domestic girlfriend?
1: On domestic girlfriend, okay. I think let me make sure this is the show I'm thinking of. I feel like I have maybe seen like oh a trailer or two. Oh let me see. It's domestic. a hot
0: mess, dude. Can we give you the synopsis? Ooh, no,
1: I haven't seen it. Okay.
0: Watch it. It's a quick oh, watch. Lord. One season, twelve episodes. You have <laughs> two weeks to watch it.
1: Okay, okay. I'll
0: come back and record with you. Yeah, you'll join the Patreon for me. Down, dog. Let's just say I'll give you the synopsis real quick. Boy is in love with his teacher. Mm-hmm. Teacher obviously can't love her student. It's not right. But you can tell she baits it because she likes the attention. She likes the attention. Well, our young hero, the man. Frustrated that he can't get the teacher and all that. Out for a karaoke night with some friends, meet some random girl there. She and him start talking as they're getting drinks and she tells him, let's leave. And he's like, okay, I guess. They sleep together. You know, she wants to know what having sex is. She's never had sex. They sleep together. And after that, they never talked again. Never see each other. Couple months go by, his dad is remarrying because his dad's single, right? Uh, Come to find out, he's gonna meet the new stepmom of his. She has two daughters. Guess who the daughters are? His teacher and the girl he randomly slept with. And their sisters. No. And now they all live in the same house together. No. Fun ensues. That gives me citrus vibes. Fun. Oh. Yes. (laughs) Fun ensues. Oh, Lord. Let's just say, Liza, it's only the one season. We get to a pivotal part and then it ends. You have to read to continue. The ending, like in the manga side, is one of the most controversial manga endings. Really, it's incredible.
1: Okay, okay.
0: I cannot wait to watch this and review this with you again because so down. Let's just say that there's a mature version of the show you can watch. that's a little more uncensored, so mm-hmm. it has a little bit of like you know the lewdness to the sex scenes.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, it's a fun time, and let's just say I'm interested to see about what you think about a lot of the okay, show. Okay, okay. You down? I'm down. I'm so absolutely. Down. Oh God, that's gonna be fun now when we come back. It'd be too good. Oh God. <laughs> Do you have before we get out of here tonight? Any hot takes or anything you'd like to mention on the way out. The floor is yours.
1: Ooh, let's see. Hot takes. Flow is mine. Anything. Mm. I think since uh, we're t- mentioning today, um, some of the best 12 episode bangers I've ever seen. Yes. Licorice Recoil, which has gotten a lot of attention. It's gotten the attention it deserved. Um, but Isetta the Last Witch. Phenomenal. Really? Phenomenal. Top tier? Top tier. Is it a
0: Crunchyroll exclusive? I don't think so. Because I think you said Licorice Recall was. Re- right?
1: Licorice Recall was, but uh Is that the Last Witch has been out for a long time now. Really? Yeah. I've watched it probably before COVID even. Um So you would go
0: out there and say it's a top 10 one season anime, huh? Oh, easily. Wow. Easily top three probably. Wow. This is from
1: when is this from? Is that the last witch?
0: Holy crap. That's incredible to hear. It's really good. Yeah, I've never watched that. I gotta go watch it now. Just this is the sure. cover of it. Oh, my goodness. Beautiful animation, too. Yeah. Okay. I'm interested. It was really well done. Got me signed on. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then um, uh, Somali and the Forest Spirit.
0: Banger. Banger. We talked about that. Banger. Unbelievable. I've actually had somebody. This is probably why I also dropped my Uh ex-co-host from (laughs) Weave Nation. Yeah, literally (laughs) told me on episode it wasn't good. That's when I knew we weren't meant to be.
1: Yeah, he had terrible to takes. I couldn't
0: believe yeah. I did a show with. Somebody is that, with that terrible the last takes. witch?
1: Is from 2016. Wow. Hmm.
0: Yeah, that's. I'm gonna have to watch it now. Oh, it's it's a worthwhile. And also, watch. by the way, I had no idea how I did a show with somebody with terrible takes. Crazy to me. I have no idea. <laughs> still, still, I'm still redundantly astounded <laughs> by myself. Elijah, thank you. Of course, it's been a pleasure seeing you every day. Almost Absolutely. like every other week, it feels like <laughs> now. Just to have more pain and more damage in my arm, but I'm so excited
1: that's the only the cost in return you get art
0: i love it <laughs> and the best part is too we're gonna have so much fun content to do with the final piece yeah. elijah's gonna be joining me soon for some top tens we have an idea for a tiktok video we're probably gonna do a couple called 5v5s where we give five different anime selections from whatever genre setting we have and then you guys decide who has the better list the only rule is we can't pick the same show twice that shit sounds fun that Should be good a lot of fun coming, man. I'm excited, dog. Again, where can everybody find you? Because so you can find me Instagram.
1: This is my full name, Lijah Vatate. Can you spell it for them? L y j a h, V is in Victor, a a. T-E-T-E.
0: Va a tete.
1: Mm-hmm. And then my TikTok is lavish ink. Yes. The dot after
0: lav. Yes. And I need everybody to go follow your TikTok because we need you to start doing lives on TikTok. Mm-hmm. As soon as I can, I'll be doing live streams. Because this guy can start doing his live and you can watch him tattoo people. I think it'd be a great idea. I'd love to. Just have That'd you interact fun. with people. Yeah. Sit down and talk about tattoos. Let people see a little bit of the process too. Stop it. Mm-hmm. That sounds amazing. You know what's going to be even better? Something. Hearing you talk about domestic girlfriend <laughs> in a couple of weeks. I want a reason to talk about oh, it. I'm excited. I'm I'll, I'll, you, I'll binge it quick. Okay, I'm going to tell you now, Team Hina. Team Hina? The two girls okay. are Rui and Hina. They're the sisters. Okay. Team Hina all day. Which one's the uh, teacher? The teacher. Oh, no. Hina's, Hina's the teacher. Hina's the teacher. Yes. And mm. she has my heart. Really? She's one of those women. I could save her. You know I love my hot crazy girls. Oh, you do. I have a you car do. outside that's a hot crazy your, girl. Your whole car is hot that's crazy girls. It's so girl. bad,
1: dude. The stickers, the car itself. It's so hot. so crazy. And
0: it's so <laughs> fucking batshit crazy. It's so batshit crazy. <laughs> but you're still here with it. I, I know. It's so great. Well, Elijah, I'm going to go cry at home. Okay. I need to ice this fucking thing because it hurts like a bitch. And then start the whole washing process again. I'm terrified. I'm terrified. But I also love it. God, it hurts so good. It's amazing. Thanks for joining me, man. Absolutely. I appreciate you. Of course. I have a feeling everybody's going to love this. I'm looking forward to it. I'll drop it on Monday so you can pub it out to everybody. How's cool. it sound? Sounds yeah. good. I'll do a double release on Monday. Absolutely. Fuck it why not? Why not? (laughs) (laughs) So thank you everybody who ever stays and enjoys the process anybody I meet in life that I go upon I want to bring them in because not only do I feel I want to promote good people I want to continue to grow the brand of anime bring good people in talk about good stuff talk about their world bring them into the light and have fun expanding our horizons on everything. I had a cosplayer on she told us about the world of cosplay shout out to Kemi. Then I had you on talking about tattoo world and all that stuff. I had my dingus friends on talking anime which was a fun time but yeah. you know they're not talented like Lijah. no shots fired but shots fired <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> I love every single person that joins me for this so anybody who has stayed a while and listened I love you so much you can catch me live every single Sunday on TikTok and on Twitch live streaming the podcast as I'm sitting with you late here on Saturday morning or it's now Sunday, Sunday morning Sunday morning I'm gonna sleep wake up prepare me too dude We're going to be doing such a crazy fun. I'm going to be doing live Rank That Husbando. Ranking the best male characters in a tier setting. No, Because I did waifus a couple weeks back, and people got hot about it. I had my Sakurajima an A tier not an S tier and people were losing their shit <laughs> well one person but that's fine he spoke pretty damn loud he spoke pretty loud super loud too. oh he
1: wasn't <laughs> having
0: it you can follow me on everything just search Anime Senpai Podcast I love every one of you shout out to the Patreon family all you guys gotta do is subscribe you get access to all of the Patreon reviews instantly you can listen to them on Spotify and only you get to listen to them and that's the only place I review shows nowhere else so cool thanks for coming again Absolutely. Anytime. I'll see you in a couple weeks. I'll see you in a couple weeks. I'll see you guys next time. Anime said bye. And Lijah out. Oh